This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> you gotta come back with something, man. I'm coming in with hot heat. I was just really hoping that you'd just be like, welcome back to the show. This is Diesel Power Products. I'm Ben. He's Tyler, if I was you. Welcome back to the show, everybody. How was your weekend? How was your week? You know, maybe something like that. Can we do that maybe next time? Sure, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> I'm Ben from Diesel Power Products, yeah. and this is Tyler. Hi, guys. Hope you had a good weekend. It's Wednesday here. <laughs> I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's currently Wednesday. Uh, happy Veterans Day to all our veterans out there. That is a legit part, though. Ha- yeah, happy it is Veterans, veterans Day. Day. Yeah, we are uh, American, proud, strong, all that kind of good stuff. And, yeah, we, we take our, our... Patriotism to the extreme! To, yeah, like level, yeah. level 1776, Red, my white, friend. and blue. The flag is in our company's logo. I got a freaking I mean, red, white, and blue bald eagle tattooed on my arm. Like, she sure does. Yeah. She sure does. Yeah, I'm a dude, so you yeah. can just call me he. Yeah. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the show. Uh, what? Yeah, this is America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> oh, this is America's Diesel Podcast brought to you by, fired. <laughs> by Diesel Power Products. The best podcast on Veterans Day 2020. Deal with it. The best me. podcast for veterans. Hey. Hey, now we're hey. talking. All right. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are on there. Uh, we are also on YouTube. That's where we, uh, if you want to interact with us or leave any kind of questions or comments, uh, we are in there answering them as much as possible. In fact, this episode, which is a listener Q&A episode, yeah. we are answering uh, one of them from the YouTube comments. That was a good one, and I figured we would talk about it. Uh, make sure and subscribe, hit the bell. We are trying to pump up our YouTube numbers. I know that sounds like a shameless plug there, but that is one of the best ways for us to gain traction and make this bigger than it has been ever. And if yeah. you leave a review, 
Tyler is going to tell you some more about that stuff. Yes, sir. We only accept five-star reviews. It's kind of company policy, so just keep that in mind. Five-star reviews. So do a five-star review. Screenshot it on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Send that to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address to send a super sick sticker to it. It looks just like Ben's T-shirt and my cup. So you can rep America's Diesel Podcast on your ride and show everybody you know, what the best diesel podcast is. Do it. Uh, lastly, a couple, I think we got two more things. Uh, if you do have questions, just because we're doing this episode doesn't mean we're not taking questions anymore. If you have questions and you want us to answer them, diesel related, obviously preferred, other related. Yeah. Well, any, Come any, at me, bro. Yeah, any questions. Like, I think the way that we should do this is if, if we're going to do, if we have a Q&A episode coming up, okay, and, and like if you, basically if your question is not answered via email, it's going to be answered on the show. Like, yeah. we'll just make that a standard. So don't freak out if you don't get an answer right away. It's probably because you need to listen to the next episode or the, the next couple episodes, and then your question will be answered. It just so we can build up some good questions. Because you guys send in some great questions. Mm-hmm. We, I, I think we got five that we're going to go over. One, two, three. Yeah, five that we're going to go over today. Um, that And some of them are really good questions. So And I like it because some of them are Cummins related. I feel like we've been talking about power strokes for, like, eons. High-pressure oil and all this weird crap. I know, I know. Yeah. If this is your first episode listening, we do cover a ton of 7.3 stuff. So if you don't like 7.3 stuff, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, it's what I talk about. Is yours so, a 7.3 question? Uh, no, I didn't put a 7.3 question in there. Oh, okay. Um, and lastly, make sure and check us out on Instagram at America's Useful Podcast on Instagram. That's run by me and Tyler. I check it probably not enough and don't post anything on there. But if I do post it, it's quality and I don't spam you. So take that. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get <laughs> into this episode. Yeah. This is our question and answer episode number two. Um, as I explained earlier, because you can still send in questions. We're going to go over some of the questions that people have sent us and try and answer them as best as possible. Question for you on the questions. Okay. Are these all truck or diesel related? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These ones are. Yeah. All right. And you guys have failed me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting a little weird. I'll be yeah. honest. I was expecting some kind of random questions because... As much as I love talking about diesel trucks and stuff like that, I feel like I have a bevy of very random, useless knowledge. Oh, I know yeah. you do as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, 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 it overtakes sometimes my, my yeah. thinking in my brain, and I'll just that's, – that's why I tangent all the time. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – So, yeah, I know someone's going to come up with some weird questions now, and that's fine. But yeah. let's get into them. Hit me, Tyler. All right. So I'm going to – instead of starting at the top, I'm going to start at the bottom. You dirty. You're so dirty. (laughs) That's crazy. All right. So this is uh, revolving in 03 Cummins. Uh, So I have an 03 Cummins. It's uh, it's having this issue. At first, I thought it was algae issue because the truck used to sit for long periods of time. Every time I change the fuel filter, it fires right up. And I've I've treated the tank treated the tank ran multiple tanks through so he's treated the tank and ran multiple tanks of treated fuel through the tank doesn't get any better was wondering if you had uh any more ideas i could try um so if we've got a sounds like we've got a a rough start issue as far as if there's algae in the tank uh i mean the the first thing if there's any sort of suspicion that you got um you know some some nasty contaminants in there first of all you should be able to see obviously your fuel filters are getting plugged up a mm-hmm. lot quicker so you could probably you know see some sort of build up on the on, on the filters or they're just getting dirty extremely quickly but anytime you have any sort of suspicion of something 
uh, foreign or, you know, or, or a natural growing occurrence like algae in your tank, uh, the best thing to do would be to drop the tank and clean it completely out and make sure that your pickup is, is free and clear. Make sure you don't have, again, excessive amounts of whatever in the tank. Um, that would be anytime there's a consider because what you don't want to have happen is, is have that contaminated fuel, especially on an O3, get mm-hmm. into the high pressure fuel system and damage mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, more components. So cleaning out the tank would be if there's suspicion of that. Now, he could have something going on that's not even related to allergy or anything mm-hmm. like that. As far as the taking the fuel filter out and changing it, and that makes the truck start. It, it could be kind of a sort of a coincidence kind of a thing. I mean, obviously you could start with the basics, checking lift pump flow, making sure you've got optimum flow. Usually on like an O3 Cummins, a factory lift pump pressure is like around 12 to 15 PSI. Uh, so there's tests you can do on that. Uh, there's a volume test you can do, um, which I can't remember on that truck if it requires a scan tool. Basically you're measuring um, the amount of, of, of um, lift pump volume uh, over a, a, a certain amount of time. It, I would just get a pressure gauge on there, check and see if you've got adequate pr- pressure first. Then you can start kind of moving up the fuel system because what happens a lot on these trucks, and because I, I wrote a blog post like, I don't know, four or five years ago at this point yeah. about um, Cummins no-start stuff. And I'll be honest with you, 99% of the people that email in with questions on that, it it, it comes down to, and here's the tough part is I don't usually get the, um, you know, get, get the feedback as far as what actually went wrong, you know, after they fix something. But most of the time it's injectors that are returning too much fuel. So you've got high return rates on your injectors and it could be just a fluke thing. Uh, again, with the fuel filter, taking that out, opening the system, maybe allowing the, the, the lift pump to, to, to get just enough fuel, pat you know into the injection pump for it to fire off and then bingo bango it goes it it could be a fluke thing but most of the time it's it's injectors that are returning too much fuel and it also could be a temperature thing too because i mean obviously you know diesel fuel is going to flow a lot better when it's warmer versus cold um and then you've also got electronic components in the fuel system with your injectors you know and everybody knows electronics function differently when they're cold versus warm so with that particular issue there there would be we in order to go to the next step, like with just going off of what he said, if mm-hmm. there's algae in the tank, first thing to do is to drop the tank and clean it. Yeah. Um, and if you don't find any algae there, then I would start working my way up the fuel system, starting with the lift pump, then going to possibly the, uh, uh, um, uh, oh my God, ah, fuel control actuator, ah, <laughs> and then moving up to the pressure relief valve and then to the injectors. Um, I, if he hasn't, if, you know, this is uh, Brian Collins. Brian, if you haven't read that uh, 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 0307 uh, No Start No Problem blog that I put, there's a lot of great information in there on how to test those things. That's where I would go with it. But first and foremost, if there's, if you think there's algae, drop the tank, clean it. That's going to be the first thing you need to do anyways. Yeah. I, is that good enough? <laughs> so I, I do have a little bit of experience as far as algae stuff. Um, when I bought my first 7.3, it was a super low mileage, the, the red OBS. And it sat for a long time, and I ended up dealing with an algae issue very early on. Uh, luckily, it didn't get all the way to my injectors. Yeah. I basically got all the way up to just about the engine and the fuel bowl, and I just started cutting off fuel. Like yeah. I, I we've heard me talk about it before. I, I lost, I lost fuel pressure. Truck died on the Bay Bridge with the trailer. Like <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, and they ended up having to basically replace everything from, you know, just about the fuel line to the fuel bowl, all the way back to both tanks, including the selector valve. Yeah. Um, for me, w what I would do on there with this, uh, with Brian, um, kind of, it'd be kind of a backyards test. I mean, if you're, if you're going to pull the tank and drop it anyways and look at it, if you don't see any, any issues there, or maybe you do see it or something like that. Um, or you're still trying to just, you know, confirm that's what's going on, <coughs> you know, maybe get a five gallon bucket of fuel. And I, in this, you may be able to do this. If your lift pump is still on the block, mm -hmm. you have nothing in the tank. You could try and you could do this potentially without even dropping the tank. Try pull yeah. pulling fuel from a five gallon bucket. Yeah. If all of a sudden, you know, if you can make that issue happen while you're sitting at, you know, sitting, you know, maybe brake standing the truck or something to put it under a load and having it die. If you can do that with a five gallon bucket and then you find that the issue doesn't happen anymore and you, you know you're pulling fuel from a clean source, at least maybe then you've isolated, okay, I definitely need to look in the tank. Yeah. But if you obviously have an in-tank pump, you're going to be dropping the tank anyways to do something like that. Um, or if you have a fast on the truck already, that I mean, that's even easier. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would say you're probably going to be dropping the tank no matter what. It's probably a good idea anyways. If it's an 03 and it's having these issues and it's sat for a long time. Did he I mean, say it was 17 he's, years, 17 years old, did he say years was, old. Did you say it was low mileage or was it no, just, he just didn't, sat he for didn't a lot? Just sat okay. for a, a long time. Yeah. So it could potentially be a low mileage truck or it's just a truck that it was ran hard in the summers and parked in the winters or something like that. You know, there's probably some stuff built up in the tank. It yeah, happens. It, it, it definitely could be. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the next question again, Cummins. Hey Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, this is from uh, Randy Janes. Is it Janes? J-A-N-E-S? Janice? How do you, how do you pronounce that? It's not what? Janice. Jean? <laughs> J-A-N-E-S. That's Janes. Janes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Janes on that one. Janes. Janes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, hello, Tyler. I am helping a friend with his truck. It will not start. Now, he the it, it, it won't start when the fuel control actuator is plugged in, but then he unplugs it, and he can get the truck to start. Okay. Okay, so just so you guys don't know, just so you guys know, on uh, 03 to, well, I think 03 to at least 2018 Cummins, okay, the, the fuel control actuator <clears throat> is is something to where it's a, it's, a, it's a metering device that is controlled by voltage, okay? So like at, at uh, I want to say at startup, it's like around, I've heard nine volts, like right around nine volts at startup. Mm -hmm. I, I don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Um, but so basically what happens when you unplug the FCA it, at zero voltage, the FCA is going to um, basically mechanically ask for full pressure because there's no voltage telling it to not. So when you unplug it, it just goes to max. And so what's happening here is he, when, he, when it's plugged in, when, it's, when the fuel is being metered down you know, to its appropriate startup pressure, it's not starting, but when he unplugs it, goes to max pressure, then it starts. Just like I said on that first question, this particular question usually is it's it's only two things most of the, most of the time. Okay, mm -hmm. it's either a pressure relief valve that is opening too early, and when you unplug, so the pressure relief valve on the fuel rail is there to be a safety device. Okay, um, so if it's and it is only I think it opens at like twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty thousand psi something like that on the five uh, nines on the five nine somewhere around there it's, it's like it's, it's low it's, 20s it got yeah. a little bit higher over the years it got a little yeah. higher over the years but it's like low 20s okay so what's basically so where, where was i getting at where would I, when you unplug I, it it's yeah so it's going to max pressure okay 
And so even if we've got a a a a uh, pressure relief valve that's opening early, by you telling the injection pump to go to max pressure, you could be overcoming the rate at which that fuel can be leaving. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's it's still providing enough for it to start because it's going to max pressure. Yeah. But when it's metered down to starting pressure was like five to seven thousand psi with that valve open, it's never going to build up enough rail pressure for it to fire the injectors off. That could be scenario one, which that's usually the one you want to have happen because it's a very very cheap part. It's less than fifty bucks. Yeah. You can just put a plug in there and call it good. Um, the 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 second. Um, issue that could be going on is again injectors are returning too much fuel if the pressure relief out and the easiest way to t- test is while you're cranking with the fca plugged in while you're cranking take the return bolt off of that pressure relief valve if you've got fuel coming out of that thing uh during cranking it's opening too early and that's where your oh, yeah. problem is if it's supposed to be opening at low 20s and it's opening while yeah. you're cranking that's like four to five thousand psi <laughs> six thousand psi yeah, yeah. Way, <laughs> way 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 <laughs> too early um so that's an easy test. So if it, if you take that return line off the top and you're cranking it and no fuel is coming and you got to move that line out of the way because fuel is going to take the path of least resistance. You got there's a return for the injection pump, there's a return for the injectors and there's a return for the pressure relief valve. So if you just take that bolt out and don't move the line, fuel is going to take the path of least resistance. It's going to come out that line. Okay, so you got to physically grab that line and kind of bend it out of the way. Once you do that and you crank it and watch if no fuel is coming out of that pressure relief valve, I'd almost put $100 on it. It's injectors returning too much fuel, which is, again, another test you can do. It's something that you definitely want to know what you're taking off because you can get skewed results really easy. On on 5.9 Cummins and 6.7s, there's going to be a return line on the back of the head for the injectors. Okay, that return line is going to go down. Usually um, there's a quick disconnect right kind of at the firewall behind the, you know, where the, where the block meets the firewall, kind of right in that area by the steering shaft. Uh, there's going to be like a quick disconnect connector. Basically what you want to do is you want to, you want to isolate the return line only from the injectors and you want to put that into a bucket, a line into a bucket. Okay. And then you want to crank the truck. I believe it's 90, 90 milliliters in 30 seconds of cranking. 90 milliliters. I thought, 30, a, I thought it was a minute. Is that too long? Maybe it's a minute. I think it's at least 30 seconds of cranking. I'd have to double check that. It's either 30 seconds or a minute. Um, it, it's, and it's on my the blog post I did I'm, for the I'm going to pull 03. the blog post right now. Keep okay. Um, and, and just so you guys know, 90 milliliters is like two shot glasses. Okay. That's, it's not a lot. <laughs> um, what you want to see out of that return line is basically a drip, drip drip that's basically it if you've got anything more than that it's safe to assume you've got a few injectors that are that are returning too much too much fuel uh the maximum amount of leakage on a warm engine is 160 milliliters per minute at about 1200 rpms okay so 90 milliliters per 30 seconds so during cranking you want to see 90 millimeter 90 90 milliliters or about the amount of fuel that would fit in a double shot glass so not a lot of fuel yeah That's actually a really well-written article. We're not. Uh, we're uh, not, we're not, not what's that? We're not filming right now. We're not on? Okay. <laughs> huh? Oh, we are. We're filming? Ha! Oh. Gotcha! Shit! We're keeping that in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so 90 milliliters in 30 seconds or 160 in a, millet, in a minute. Millet. Yeah. I, 
most of the time, cranking your truck for a minute straight, not the best idea. Yeah. So use the 30 second one. And again, you're going to, you're going to usually know within the first 10 seconds. Yeah. I mean, if fuel is pouring out of that line, you've got injectors that are returning too much fuel. And then even going a step further than that, now, you know, you have injectors returning too much fuel. You could potentially narrow it down to which injectors are. You can. You by capping off each injector, you <laughs> yeah. know, each spot on the rail, and then doing that same thing. Yeah. And if you start noticing, all of a sudden you do it once, and the you know return basically gets to like where it's supposed to be. Like, oh, okay, cylinder number two. Yeah. That injector. Word of advice: right. If you've got one, usually those aren't far behind. Yeah. Just replace them all. <laughs> but I would say the, the only time that would not hold true is if maybe you're selling the truck. Yeah. <laughs> or if you like just replace all your injectors and yeah. you're trying to figure maybe you have a bum one or something like that or. You just got the truck, and the guy's like, "Oh, I just replaced the injectors, yeah. or I did some injector work." Or if they're work. modified injectors, and you can yeah. get one a single built to match your others. So. Yeah, but if it's like the truck's got two hundred twenty on it, and ones, <laughs> it just replace them. Just all, replace okay? them all. Just replace them all. <laughs> yeah. Please don't be that guy. Yeah. Okay. So next on next on the docket here. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So this is. Oh, I'm sorry. That last question was Nick Hurley. This is Randy James. Okay, Nick Hurley, that was your question, buddy. Sorry, Nick. Rich. Rich, did I say Nick? Wow. <laughs> I can't read. Rich Hi, my Hurley. name is Ben. I'm with Diesel Power Products. <laughs> my partner, Tyler, here, uh, he's not so smart. Not so smart. Sometimes hey, I got notes, okay? Sometimes read, sometimes no read so good. I got notes. Uh, I just, the problem is I don't know how to read. <laughs> so, I'll be honest, man. I, I don't know how to read. I can only read my own shitty handwriting. <laughs> okay. Um so this uh, he 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 basically uh, you know tells us how much he likes the the podcast first. So I won't uh, <laughs> I won't bore you guys with that. Um, oh, thanks, bro. Yeah. So I love you too. Uh, I was also hoping I can get some help planning on what to do to my truck. I rarely tow with it. Rarely tow with it. And as much as I would like to, I don't really off road uh, with it. It's just my daily driver. All I have on it right now is an AEM brute force AC intake from you guys and a Mishimoto magnetic oil drain plug. Hey. Uh, I also believe it uh, has a leveling kit on it. I'm not sure what kind of power to shoot for. Just a reliable daily driver that's fun to drive. Okay. As far as a plan with it, if you want a a a, a plan on like what to do with this truck, um, and it, you still want the ability to tow, you still want the ability to. Oh, sorry, it's a 055925. Okay, I, I was like, sorry. man, <laughs> shut up. I'm I like, should've. did he say it? And I just totally missed it. Yeah, I was drinking no. beer. I better read it. <laughs> 05 so, Ram. Yeah, we've always. I think Ben will concur with me on this. We've always said like the 500 horsepower mark, like 450 to 500 is like money for towing and for having fun. Yeah. Daily driver, fun. You're not reliable. Reliable. You're not stressing out too many parts with it. You're budget wise. I mean, you're still doing transmission work, but you're not full tilt transmission. And it's things that you can do relatively easy in stages. Like you can get a turbo that will support 450, 500 with stock injectors. Yeah. So th- that would honestly be what I would shoot for. I would check out our website. Uh, uh, to Randy, we've got recipes for horsepower on our website. Mm-hmm. We've got a, I think we have a 450 and a 500 uh, right on the website. And if you have any questions, obviously call us on specific parts. But I mean, that'd be a relatively, relatively cheap. Um, you know, n- not too intrusive on like engine parts. Like you're not going in and doing like. I mean, you can you could go in and do valve springs and that sort of thing, but you don't necessarily have to. No. You don't have to get too in depth in it. It's basically bolt on. So that's the beauty of that horsepower range. Yep, a small uh, a small upgraded turbo, a small set of injectors, a lift pump. Make sure you got good tuning, uh, and you can make it happen. 
That's a gr- that's a fun truck too. Yeah, I, like and I would do head studs. I would still do head studs. I my rule of thumb is anytime you upgrade a turbo, just throw some head studs in there. It's preventative yeah. maintenance. It's 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 cheaper than doing the head gasket after the fact, and then your truck's down. So oh, absolutely. Um, but that's a uh, that's what I would shoot for, man. F- Four fifty, five hundred horsepower. Um, that's it, you still that thing will tow like a freight train, and it's still fun. Yeah. Again, there's not a lot of people out there that can truly say like, yeah, this is a 500 horsepower truck. Like this truck's 500 horsepower. You see all those people out there that are the, the, the they do their, uh, what is it? Laptop dyno or what, oh, yeah. what is that? Desktop calculator? Dyno. Desktop dyno yeah. where they're just adding up all the horsepower of all the parts they added to the truck and they're not actually there. Uh, but we can get you set up with the right parts. Just give us a call. We'll, we'll it, perfect time to do it too. We've got some awesome sales that are going to be coming down the pipeline here pretty soon so mm-hmm. uh just keep a lookout for that yeah and that i think that horsepower range is going to be really good for it um i actually might uh i'm going to sound like classic d-bag ben here but uh i i'm pretty sure i've just about built that once or twice on on a couple excel sheets mm-hmm. so i'm going to get your email from tyler and i'll uh yeah i'll send you what i got on there because over the years i've been able to refine some of those sheets to where it's like yeah, we get a, a new parts come out or whatever yeah, new, new parts come out or a guy calls back and he's like yeah i ended up needing this as well and i'm like oh i should probably add that to my list for next yeah. time and stuff like that so over the years i've tried to get better and better better at those lists um but yeah i'm gonna i'll shoot you an email with some of that information on there and uh maybe we'll get something going for you i think you have realistic goals yeah thank, thank you. you yeah <laughs> seriously no that's a great question and thanks for listening Thanks for the little uh, little fluff on the podcast there. Appreciate it. Always. All, <laughs> Always. Yeah, all about the, the – <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to let you do that one, the one that you sent me, because I've right. just been talking this whole time, talking good no, ones. Honestly, this one's going to be, I, I think, a good one for you. I have some some theories on it and my own feelings on it and how it relates to me, because I've honestly never driven a Cummins in the winter. Well, I've never owned a Cummins, but never driven one in the winter, like, daily. So you, yeah. you're probably going to be best to answer some of this, but – um, I didn't catch his name, but on YouTube it was MJ23 Polaris. So I'm assuming you have a Polaris. And I don't, I don't know if MJ is possibly initials and a number. I don't know if that's a. I'm going to say Michael John. Hold What's on. What's his name? Is this Michael Jordan 23 and you drive <gasps> and you like Polarises? <laughs> is Michael Jordan leaving me questions? Maybe he is. The man himself? The man himself, MJ. Shit. Maybe yeah, Michael. Yeah, maybe it is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, twenty three Polaris. I did not know that. that. Maybe that's his like sneaky. Here's a tangent. All right, I saw a video on Facebook when I was just like scrolling through, burning time. I was probably on the crapper or something like that. And Michael Jordan got his uh, pro am license or pro am card in MotoGP. What? On a Ducati. Really? They put the dude out there in a full, like, and he's a big guy in Ducati, <laughs> big right? Guy. If you look I was going to say, I don't really see him on a snowmobile. Yeah. Maybe a side-by-side. Maybe a Razor or something. But on an Italian sports bike? Well, on an Italian sports bike, yeah. I guess. So if you don't know, like, <laughs> I, I am a huge fan of MoGP. I, I, I'm not super knowledgeable, but I do enjoy watching it whenever I can. I try and watch it. I'm not a biggest fan as you, Ramsey, if you're listening. Yes, I know you are. I, I do miss living in California for that reason because we had Monterey right there. Um, but like GP racer guys, similar to like a lot of supercross guys, I don't want to say horse jockeys, but it's kind of like horse jockeys too. They're usually not very big. Right. And part it's like, wait, like you just need to be big enough and smart enough and strong enough to throw the bike around. Whereas, you know, if you're big enough, if you're overly big, it's just dead weight. Yeah. Like you can't all of a sudden add more horsepower because you're 250 pounds. Right. 
So and you see this big ass dude <laughs> in, and, leathers. in leathers, <laughs> and he's got his the Air Jordan on the back, you know, right? <laughs> and he's getting his Pro Am card and just ripping a Ducati around there. I'm like, I did not know that. Yeah, that is badass. Like, I That's love the cool. fact that he played baseball, but like, I did not know that he got his Pro Am yeah. card for that. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was probably back in like, I don't know. The late, only time I remember 2000s. Michael Jordan playing baseball is on uh, Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome okay, to this. What is it? Spa- yeah. Was it space? Welcome Jam? to the Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's bring back too many memories, man. Okay. So uh, his question here is, and this was on our uh, Winter is Coming episode, which we do every year, but it was, I think it was episode 108 um, for this year. Obviously, it's 2020. Um, so, what is your guys' take on cold starts and idle time before driving, and do they have an effect on certain aspects of the motor? If you took a truck that got plugged in as much as possible and had decent idle times with a high idle warm-up and wasn't drove a, drove a lot like a hot rod till it hit re- decent operating temperature, then you took a truck that never got plugged in and was started and took off and you drove like normal, would you see, if you pulled the motors, look at the cylinder walls, bearing services, would you see any difference? So basically what he's asking there is, if you had a truck that you always had plugged in, and you always wait to operating temperatures, you know, or you no, know, he said drove, but not like a hot rod until it was at decent operating temp. Yeah. So basically, one side would be plugging it in and being responsible, and the other side is let's see here. Uh, then the other side is just like firing it up and taking off. Not even just drove like warm normal. Up. Yeah. Like didn't you like maybe gave it like, like we're, we're gonna say like less than a minute. You know, I'm gonna say like less than 30 seconds. Damn. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's. So I like mean, that's what I think of when because yeah. I see people all the time that will just hop in, hop in a vehicle, start it up, and then all of a sudden you see reverse lights and gone. Yeah. Like, can you see a difference if you tore the engine down? And this is actually a great question to have right now because we just had Jim, yeah. Jim, uh, Jim Ferguson from uh, Schaefer's Oil in. So yeah, yeah, you absolutely could see differences in those engines. You got to understand when it's cold, especially when it starts getting in these winter temperatures. Just like Jim said, the number one killer is its flow. Uh-huh. It has oil has to have the ability to flow. So when you have a cold engine, you just fire it up and take off. That thick oil is trying to get to all those little tiny orifices everywhere in that engine to lube everything up. Mm-hmm. And if you just take off, you could essentially be sort of driving, you know, basically without oil for a second. Yeah, I mean, is there going to be some residual? Yeah, but when we're talking the stress of engine components with the high compression and that sort of, I mean, you're, you can wear out bearings quicker. You can wear mm-hmm. out cams. You can, that's absolutely a, a something that can happen. So yes, that a hundred percent, you could, you'll probably see a difference almost a hundred percent. You'd see a, bear, a difference in the bearings if, yeah. for its whole life. If it um, maybe, unless you're running Schaefer's. That's, so <laughs> my, and I started so, typing a response to him and my response ended up getting so damn long and wordy. So yeah. I was like, I can't like do this whole thing and good. Like I was starting to dig myself further and further through a hole. I think twice I said, "Follow me down this rabbit hole." Yeah. <laughs> and this response was like this long. I was like, I can't. We yeah. got nobody's going to read that. We got to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Yeah. So in oil, and my my whole starting with that there was like, well, great question. You're going to like one of our you know future episodes coming out, which is with Jim from Schaefer's. And that is why we run Schaefer's because of Molly, because of what's in there yep. keeps things slippery, keeps things from wearing till the oil gets there. Yeah. Because there's no way around not having oil there. That's just the yeah, way it, it is. It gives you a, a barrier. It gives you a, a little bit of protection. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, with with running that particular oil. But yeah, hundred hundred percent, you definitely see a difference. And that's why a lot of tuners, 
Um, like I know I had a edge uh, juice with attitude on one of my previous trucks and it wouldn't even let me mm-hmm. like if I was in the highest level, it wouldn't even let me like it wouldn't give me all the power until it reached a certain engine temp. And that's that's a great thing to, you know, great thing to do. let your truck warm up, maybe let it warm up for, I would say probably like three to five minutes if you're just if you're in a hurry. Well, there, there that's I would say it's almost an age old debate because, yeah. You, in really, really cold temperatures, you see people, and I know the guys at uh, at Calibrated Power have done, you know, they talked about this as well, because they're, they're in a really cold climate as well. Yeah. I'd say even colder than that, so they're in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I am guilty of it, 100% guilty of it, of letting, you know, a vehicle idle and warm up longer than it should. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, that's just kind of the way I am, but I also use Schaefer's, and I understand that I'm doing it. I understand my economy is going to suffer because your engine is just sitting there idling away, yeah. and you're not driving. So if, if I had to say, like, if you're not like me and you and you are trying to, like, find that happy medium, I've heard people say, you know, once the engine comes off of that high idle, and I don't mean, like, when your high idle kicks in and when it kicks off, but, like, you start your truck, and it goes, like, usually within, like, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. Once it comes off of that, you know, drive it, but be respectful, you know, because yeah. you'll feel it. It's going to drive differently, especially a diesel pickup. Yeah. Like you will all of a sudden, like if you pull out and you're like, oh man, I got to get in front of this car and you romp on it, you're going to have no power. Yeah. Like it, it just, cause the cylinder temperature just is not there. It's going to be smoky. It's going to be just, it's not going to work on a gas engine. You can kind of force it. You can punch it in the face and it'll do it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, well, again, it's not relying on heat of combustion for exactly. combustion. <laughs> it's at that point, it's got like, a spark plug. That's how much do you want to just wear shit out? Yeah. You know? So I would say if it were me, um, first off, if you can plug in, plug in. Okay. Yeah. Keep in mind that's just keeping your. I mean, which will get down to the oil, but it's mostly your coolant that it's that it's uh, that it's warming up. So it'll definitely it'll definitely heat up the oil a little bit mm-hmm. more. But I, I would still give it you know a, a minute or two if you if you want to be safe. I mean, if you if you you know give it a minute or two, let let the oil kind of heat up a little bit, let it start mm-hmm. flowing um, before you start putting added load on engine components. Yeah. So rather than getting a clock out to time how long it takes or something like that. I'd say rule of thumb, you know, if you're, I don't know, if you got to make a separate trip back into the house to grab your gym bag or something like that because you can't get everything in two hands, start the vehicle. Walk inside, get your gym bag, come back out, you know, don't rush, you know, get in, put your gym bag down, close the door, buckle your seatbelt, figure out what you're going to listen to on the radio or figure out what you're going to listen to on your phone, plug it in, turn your seat warmer on, you know, knock your snow off your shoes or whatever. Make sure your windows are defrosted. Pretty much by that time, you've already, it's pretty much there. You're about three to five minutes in. Or just don't be a Neanderthal and just get a freaking remote start like every American has. (laughs) I mean, and this all, this all goes null and void. Like if you have a garage, you don't have to deal with any of this shit and your truck fits in there. Yeah. So that, that there's our answer. Hopefully that helps you out. Uh, The main takeaway, run Schaefer's. Don't be an idiot. Boom. (laughs) Okay. What's next? This is the last one. And, and this I thought was a really good one because he mentioned something that I've never really looked into at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> he, he just said, hey, Tyler, I want to know what you guys think about propane injection, water meth injection, and hydrogen injection. Wow. What they do, pros and cons. Okay. Um, I'm going to be 100% mm-hmm. honest with you. I've never. I got this. I got this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest, too. And honestly, propane injection, that kind of, like, faded out before before I got 
you know, into the diesel side of things. All the kits were kind of discontinued. Nobody was making them anymore. Everybody kind of migrated over to like water meth and nitrous. Um, or just make power. Yeah. So I don't know a ton about propane injection. Um, I, you know, it's, it's like I, I see like a lot of our like garbage trucks in Spokane are running on CNG, compressed mm-hmm. natural gas, uh, which I don't know if you consider that propane. That's Is that the same natural gas? Shit, I don't know, man. CNG. Like, I, I'm, well, both, you'll see it, like powered probably, by CNG. Yeah, we it's both a probably thing. sound like terrible people right now for not knowing that. Well, it's just something that, that – Propane, any sort of propane kit you're going to find is either going to be a older kit that someone has. Um, and, you know, it's just something that it, a lot of manufacturers don't even aren't, aren't even going to know about it. Because uh, I know ATS had a propane injection kit a while, a long, long time ago. Propane is a byproduct of both crude oil and natural gas. I know there was something specific with the tanks. It's not like your standard propane tank. It has to be a certain type of, of tank. Uh, again, I, I I don't know a ton about propane injection. Water methanol, however. Well, before we get off propane, okay. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a listener who, by the time this airs, will probably have most of his parts already, but uh, <sighs> called in with all of his part numbers, placed a a healthy size order. We were at probably about eighty five hundred bucks. Damn. Um, Got some full force two thirty hybrids on there. Seven three guys. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, a three sixty four and a half SXE turbo kit. All right on, okay. Yeah. All right. Head studs. He's, he's coming in hot. Yeah. Like this, and then we uh, hydro tuning, or I'm sorry, a gearhead tuning. Like so, he originally talked to Sands, mm-hmm. and Sands got set up, and then he called, and I, I happened to pick up, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a quote number, I got all that," and then I pulled it up. I was like. <laughs> Damn! How, I'm like Sands Seven Three Tech. How did you know all this? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> so Sands sits like I don't know seven feet away from me. We yeah. have like a half wall between us, and Sands like looking over, and I'm like trying not to like laugh at him. But I'm like, Damn, dude! <laughs> coming, like you stepping on my territory, Duramax, dude. Coming in hot on the Seven Threes. Eight cylinders <laughs> doesn't matter. Still gonna make power. Yeah. <laughs> And then I start talking to him a little bit more, and I'm like kind of looking into it. And I'm trying to not sound like a, a dick because he already has he has a very extensive list, and I'm coming yeah. in way late to it. Yeah. And he obviously has a list, and he knows what he's doing. There's parts on there that we don't even have listed on the website, so he knew what he was. He, yeah, he knew what he wanted. He knew what the f he was doing. Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, all right, well, shit, I, I think he's right on the money. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna process the order as usual. I don't see anything wrong with it. And then he's like, wait, you, you're the seven three guy, right? I go, yeah. And he's like, I'm a podcast listener. I was like. My man. My man. <laughs> What's up? Clear my phone calls. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. And then so we get towards the bottom. He's like, I don't know if you want to just make a note on there, but uh, this this does have propane injection. And I, my blood ran cold. I was like, I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to ask me a question. I don't know anything about pro. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I like This pro- is Jonah. Was his name Jonah? Uh, no. I forgot so. to tell his name. Say his name. Sorry, Jonah. No, I have to look up. Great question, Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's you, Jonah. Hey, but if yeah. not, I'm, I'm probably going to call you. I, I may ask you more questions about because even he was like, yeah, it's it's my boss's old work truck or something like that. And I bought it and he just he ran propane on everything. So it's got a really old setup on there. And it was like boost referenced and it's all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, honestly, I have no idea what to put on here for a note. So I'm going to put a note on here so that Gearhead sees this. It has propane injection. And if they need information, like either call me or call you because there is like 
that's a whole side of this stuff. And I, it's way before it was before your time. It's way before my time. Yeah. Like I didn't get into like the diesel industry as an in, on the inside of things until 2015, basically. Yeah. Um, it was like, well, like late 14, basically 15. Yeah. So it's like way before my time. Yeah. And I knew of it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, I knew people did it, but as far as how they did it, what they did, what you could see from it, anything, no idea. Yeah. And, and I don't know. And, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't look into it before this episode. But what I did look into was the hydrogen injection because that was like, what? Are you telling Anyways, me there's a bomb yeah, on yeah. this truck? <laughs> um, but also mentioned water meth. Water meth is, is one that we have played with. Um, it is fantastic for, for getting EGTs down. Um, I really want to do a test with water meth on an EGR equipped rig and like at like – I don't know. The Dually would be a good one. That would be such um, a good test. Just because at like 60,000 miles, we could pull an EGR valve on it. It's four bolts and just look at it and see, just look at it. Well, even now. And just, like, and just see. Look at it now. Yeah, it's put it on. 30 or so on it or whatever. Do the water math kit and at 60, look at it again or like clean and just it. Just see. Because I've heard great things about it cleaning EGR systems out. And if yeah. that's, if it's truly that good, that would be something that I would strongly recommend, especially if it's an EGR equipped vehicle, strongly look into. Uh, but it's fantastic for eliminating EGT, not eliminating, but lowering EGTs. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you, you know, some guys have claimed up to 200 degrees EGTs, which is huge. Now, I don't think there's any other product. I don't even think an intercooler would no. drop your EGTs that no, much. Like there's not. no other product that'll drop EGTs um, that quickly. Um and then the methanol, it gives you a little bit of boost. I've seen 80 horsepower on a dyno with a water methanol kit. So it's a it's a, it, it, a great addition. The only thing I don't like about water methanol is it just sucks the freaking – it just sucks it up. Sucks mm-hmm. it up. you got to have a giant container, you know, and it usually is kind of obtrusive as far as like in your bed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our former employees that works on industrial injection right now, Tyler Kipp, on his, uh, what is this, an 03 or 04? I can't remember what his common rail was. Uh, he had his plumbed directly, and I may be wrong on this. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I'm just going to say he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, but he, he plumbed it directly into his uh, windshield washer fluid bottle. Oh, all right. Because uh, you can use washer fluid, with, but you got to make sure that it's non-glycol washer fluid. Um, so basically the blue stuff. Any, mm-hmm. If you like the red or the orange stuff, don't use that. It's just the blue stuff. Or... My recommendation is always buy, uh, you know, the I would get the pre-mixed stuff from whatever manufacturer water methanol kit that you have just to just to make sure there's no problems. No problems. Yeah. We don't want no problem. No problems. The, the only downside with that is, yes, it's consumable. And I would say if if you're using this to – because you're having EGT issues just driving the truck, this is not the answer. Yeah, I would, I would look for the issue first as far mm-hmm. as what's causing the EGTs, and then you can approve upon that with – with a water methanol kit. But if you've already got high EGTs, let's fix the problem first. Yeah. You could have something going on and you're just going to sort of band-aid it with a, with a water meth kit. Think of it as like an extra emergency button. So like you're towing your fifth wheel up a giant yeah. pass in the summer. Yeah, maybe something and, you don't have on all the time. Yeah. It's just something that you use periodically when you're coming up to a big pass or something like that or you're towing an extra heavy trailer, something, something like that. The only bad part about that is like you start all of a sudden you, you do it there and then – you know, you hit the button when you're unloaded one time. You're like, oh, hey, hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, I'm just going to keep this on all the time. And you keep it all the time. And like, then 10 damn. minutes later, you're empty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through water meth so much. Yeah. You think I got a meth problem. Yeah. <laughs> Last part of the question, hydrogen injection. Know nothing about. I Googled it. This is when I came up. This is from, I don't know if this is like a magazine It's or just like a online, you know, news, whatever. It's called American Trucker. Yeah. 
All right. And I haven't even read this yet. I read, well, I read the first sentence and I was like, well, that's cool. Um, (laughs) So so hydrogen injection boosts fuel economy in tests. U.S. Army demonstration project uh, records 15.3% increase in diesel truck fuel economy by injecting hydrogen into the engine's fuel system. I'll keep reading. Okay. <laughs> and this is from 2017, so not too long. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, U.S. Army tests of a diesel-powered truck equipped with a proprietary hydrogen injection system uh, developed by Commercial Hydrogen, Inc., CHI of Houston, reportedly boosted the vehicle's fuel economy from 7.2 to 8.4 uh, miles per gallon, which is was an increase of 15.3, which that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Um, the demonstration vehicle involved was a 2000 model year Freightliner FL80 oil delivery truck. So, uh, Huey, um, that's what I get on that, right? Oil delivery truck or, or maybe they're talking. It well, might be a, a truck with a big oil tank on the back. Uh, or that could be Huey. Could be, I don't know. Shit, <laughs> so, <might> be both. <laughs> Cause they did an FL eighties. They did have international Huey engines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe I read that wrong <laughs> again. Me and my reading, my writing, my, <laughs> notes and just daily activities <laughs> daily just w- life <laughs> I so, forgot to put pants on. Uh, okay so fl80 oil delivery truck and chi said its hydrogen injection system was tested by a local cat army contract mechanic the company noted that its retrofit or bolt-on hydrogen injection package is designed for the 10 and 15 liter diesel engines uh, for trucks manufactured between 1980 and the present our retrofits are paid for in less than one year uh, just in fuel savings alone, Todd Fowler, CHI's CEO, explained in a statement, operators are getting improved fuel economy in the 10 to 30% range. Additionally, we are finding uh, that air emissions are improving dramatically. It's a total win-win. That could be huge for emissions in trucks going further. I mean, if mm-hmm. that, if it, it, if it's improving the emissions out of the exhaust pipe by, you know, you know, by a lot, that could... That could potentially be something that maybe the light duty truck market starts using in, in, in maybe newer trucks. Because I know they've always talked about hydrogen injection on a lot of stuff for a long time, and I just I don't know the feasibility of. So on on something like that, when it, it is getting like, when you know, fifteen or twenty percent means a lot. Like oh yeah, especially to like fleet vehicles, mm-hmm. and you know whether you know any 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 company that has a, a large amount of vehicles that that could be huge. But for like the individual daily consumer or like diesel pickup truck owner, yeah, the cost I, is I just, probably. I not don't there. know if the cost and the convenience of it, because from what I can tell or what I remember, it's not just like you're adding a small tank. You're you're adding a lot more to the truck, and there's already I think it's it's taxing on the charging system as well. Um, whereas a big yeah. truck like this, are going to have a pretty sure? I mean, yeah. Keep in mind, I, this was just a quick search, and yeah. so I. Obviously, this is catered towards the big truck stuff, and I know, like, I mean, I would assume this would have like it, its own hydrogen generator sort of device that makes the hydrogen it as makes, you I, making, making bombs, basically. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I I don't know. I I'm very interested. I'm gonna look into that further. Um, thank you for bringing that up because that's something I haven't really heard of. It is interesting. Um, it's very interesting. And the the thing I. It would be so cool if in like 10 years we look back and like they have like, oh, the new Cummins is hydrogen injected, um, you know, emissions or whatever. And we could look back and go, 
Tyler said that that was like <laughs> timestamp that maybe I don't know. <laughs> wait, hold, wait, hold time. Did you say Tyler stamp that timestamp? Oh damn! Yeah, I thought you said Tyler stamp that. I was like, that's good. Ooh, that's a shirt. Tyler stamp. Ooh, that's I like shirt. that better. What can, hold, Cam edit that. Tyler stamp that. <laughs> okay, but here's the question though. Yeah. What sound does a Tyler stamp make? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that. I was gonna do that. They can't hear Cam, so I need you to make. I'm not. Laugh. I'm gonna do because <laughs> <laughs> the we have that in the uh, yeah, in yeah. the beginning of the podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> the eagle. That's an American bald eagle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, but that that'd be. Um, I'd be curious to see, like when it says emissions are improving dramatically. Like, I'd like to see that dramatically have, like, a number attached to it because mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to see because that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And there's injecting into the engine's fuel system. So it's, like, literally inject. I don't know. I got to do more research. It's pretty yeah. freaking cool, though. It sounds cool. Like, I, I literally know so little about it. That I, I, it I'm, I, I'm back. Don't even know how to right com- yeah. Like, yeah. if you're – so you've got a – let's think about this for a second. So we've got a hydrogen – Generate. Let's. Just, we're just gonna do. We're just gonna do some major assuming. Okay, right now. you do some assuming. I'm gonna do like really like point five Google. Dude, try to find this, this actual kit from uh, what is it? Ch Chi Houston, Texas. Come on now. So I. This is what I'm picturing. You've got a, your own trailer. You're towing with this truck that has a hydrogen generator. On it. <laughs> okay, takes up the whole trailer. <laughs> and then you've got that with just a basic T. Going right into your fuel system, just just right into like right after the lift pump, right before the injection pump. You just tee that hydrogen in right there. You got a little dial in the dash inside inside the cab that is like one to five. Five is all, one is very little, and you can control the amount of hydrogen. Bingo bango, you've got a clean diesel truck. <laughs> okay, so first thing I economy. see here is from. Truck trend. Ooh, back in two thousand nine. Wow. So I assume <laughs> so, quite a lot of shit has changed since then. Because yeah, they're still talking about having to store hydrogen in like in a, a tank in a tank that has to be pressurized to approximately seventy thousand psi. Wow. Remember I said bomb earlier? Yeah. <laughs> sounds- so uh, we're gonna ex- assume that things have changed since two thousand nine. Okay. Second Amazon, link. do they have a hydrogen? Second link, Amazon. Here we go. Hydrogen injection diesel kit. Hydrogen injection. Look at that little guy. Little p- Is that a kit for what, real? What the whole I kit? Have? Little tank? Little control thing? Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me see that. Man, we, may, we may be giving an endorsement for something that we have no, nothing about. Uh, here is a couple testimonies. 1986 GMC truck before install, 10 city, 12 highway. After install, 18 city, 26 highway. 2009 Honda Genesis before 22 City 23 Highway after 35 and 52. Wow. Holy. How much is this kit? This is on Amazon right now? Uh, see all buying options. <laughs> Three stars. $140? Whoa. I feel like we need to put a hydrogen generator kit on my Honda. I think I think we both should buy them. I'll put one on the OBS and you put one on the Honda and see what what the hell happens? Can I see that? I just want to look at a picture of it. By the way, I mean, I have a Durango that I kind of don't care about. Converted. Like, <laughs> I like the instructions where it just says converted explanation point on the... on the, Dude, that's crazy. What in... 
<laughs> it's got this like wing nuts. Yeah. <laughs> on here. I'm, I'm intrigued and equally terrified. Yeah. Huh. 139 bucks. Science. I'm. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I was. We've been kind of. Like, I feel like, like we should go have these in and test it on one vehicle before we go like, yeah. put it on. Um. I'll put it this way, and this is a long ways off, and this is this is going to snowball into a totally different episode, but we're going to end it on this one here. But so w- once I'm pretty much financially okay with the Durango, like not having to be a daily driver, yeah, I am 100% down to put this on there. We should. I'm 100% down to put it on the yeah. Honda. If I, I'm already getting 30. If I could stretch that up to like 50 I would, or 60. The only reason I say Durango first is because that is almost a throwaway vehicle at yeah. that point. Yeah. And I yeah. would the hate. The Honda's nice. Yeah. The Honda's <laughs> nice. I hate to say the Honda's nice than the Durango, but I, I would hate to take your $600 perfect daily driver high economy vehicle, yeah. throw this and shit bag hydrogen kit on there, and just, just blow, blow it up. It up. <laughs> just freaking. What, what, what is that hydrogen, the uh, blimp, the German one that blew up? Cam, where are you at on this? The Zeppelin. This, it is a Zeppelin, but that's not the name of it. No. It's the Hindenburg. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like we... <laughs> did you hear... Do you know I feel like... Um, did you hear about the uh, um, the fire alarm Boy Scout guy? No. Dude. <laughs> okay, so this, okay, this is a tangent. weird tangent. Okay, Here we yeah. go. We were about yeah. to end this, but tangent time. Um, so I feel like what would we be... Do, like, if we buy that and, like put it on a vehicle in like a garage like i feel so there was this kid he was a boy scout and he gathered he found out that in fire alarms there's a small amount of like radioactive like material in fire alarms and this kid like started just gathering and collecting all these freaking smoke did i say fire alarm i meant smoke detector smoke detectors there's like a small amount of like radioactive shit that's in smoke detectors okay so this kid started gathering all these smoke detectors in his shed out back and he basically created like a freaking nuclear reactor (laughs) like he had like radiation burns all over like if you look up look up boy scout uh smoke detector kid like that's all you need to google and just look at his face like this kid gathered (laughs) like i feel like we're gonna come out of this not the same <laughs> person. So I, I googled incorrectly. Okay, I'm just typing while I'm trying to watch Tyler. Boy Scout spelled incorrectly. Space smoke. Second hit. Boy Scout smoke detector radioactive. Yeah. What do they call him? The smoked. De- um, David Charles Hahn. He had he had a name. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> See, dude, go to the images and look at his shit. Like they have like hazmat team there. The boy is it the Boy Scout Bandit? What do they call him? Whoa! Yeah, I know. Tyler <laughs> coming in with the conspiracy <laughs> stuff. It's not conspiracy, dude. That's a hundred percent fact. So, born in seventy six, died in sixteen. Yeah, this he was not around very long. No, this dude's crazy. There's a video on it and everything. Holy shit! What was his? What do they call him? The radioactive Boy Scout. Yeah, radioactive Boy Scout or or <laughs> nuclear Boy Scout. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's what we'd be doing in, like, yours or my garage. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, this is the last part of the change, I swear, guys. But you know how we go here, okay? (laughs) The one-sentence blip from Wikipedia on this. David Charles Hahn, sometimes called the Radioactive Boy Scout or the 
nuclear boy scout was an american man who built a homemade neutron source at the age of 17 <laughs> and on that we end this q a episode yeah hopefully on a cliffhanger <laughs> yeah so if you see us uh. in the news from putting hydrogen on one of our vehicles and causing and then, a giant explosion <laughs> okay first off i want to know how many it took to get that to Dude, that point. shed was full okay how many can we fit in the truck of your honda what smoke detectors? Hydrogen and that. radioactive, and just see what happens, dude. We're gonna freaking go to another galaxy. Let's <laughs> be like Thanos, snapping his fingers, and we're we'll gonna be gone out of here. <laughs> Ten years later, we'll come back, and we'll just be like, "What? We're, we're fine." <laughs> the filter is going. Now I am inevitable. Create my own reality. Or now, now reality can be whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All hey. right, we gotta end this because we. Woo! Can get that went weird fast. quick. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, make sure and check us out everywhere and nowhere because I'm terrible at outros. <laughs> Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Thanks for watching. This is the American Teacher Podcast. We will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at DieselPowerProducts.com.